Hi, you're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantara, and this season we are talking about marriage. Do you remember your marriage vows? Every ceremony pretty much went something like this. I take you to be my lawfully wedded spouse, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part. According to God's holy ordinance, I pledge thee my faith. And each episode, we'll be breaking down each portion of those vows with our guests. And today we are talking about to love and to cherish. And our guests today are Ben and Haley Burr. Hello, guys. Hi. Introduce Hello. yourselves to our audience. All right. Well, I'm Haley and... I'm with my husband, Ben. And I'm Ben. Uh-huh. That's me. <laughs> um, we've been married 13 years nice. and yes. um, have three kiddos. So we're entering the teen phases with, yep. we have our oldest is 14. And then we have an 11-year-old yep. and almost 10-year-old. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, two girls and a boy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> you got a full house. <laughs> yes, we do. And it's looks different these days yeah. than when they were all little. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have always been a very active family and it seems like you've just moved and grown and evolved right with your kids. It's pretty awesome to see. Are you exhausted right now? <laughs> or you still got the energy for it? <laughs> you know, most days I would say we have the energy. Yeah. But that's coming off of a long weekend. (laughs) We had a four-day weekend and we're both teachers and working full-time. So there's definitely Mm. days that we get home and throw in frozen dinner Yeah, and sit on the couch. call it a fun night. That's a fun food night. Yes. (laughs) We were sure. Exactly. So tell us about your story. How is it that you met? How did you know that she and he was the one for you? Oh, man. You go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. Um, well, our, consor- our story is a little unconventional. Mm-hmm. Um, we met in college, and I was, well, we were both juniors in college, um, yep. attending a smaller Christian college. Okay. So, um, strangely, didn't really know each other because there was really only six, 700 kids on campus. Yep. Um, and my life looked a little different up to that point. I didn't really grow up in a Christian home, um, but I I always felt this tug and this pull to Jesus. And even though I didn't really know that much about him or what he was or what it looked like to live out that faith, um, I did give my life to him in high school. And then he directed me to this Christian school. So I ended up at a Christian school um, and it was my junior year. And I had... Um, from a previous relationship, my daughter, Bella. Mm. So I had her um, in into my junior year. Mm-hmm. And um, really at that point, I was at a spot in my life where I had just said, God, I'm yours. Mm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I tried to do this somewhat on my own, leaning on my own strength. I didn't know where to go. My heart was pulling me in one direction, my flesh... Yeah. And it was hard. So I had given my life, just said, okay, God, whatever you want with me, do it. Because yep. I don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was a random night. Yep. My friends um, had said, we're going to watch Bello. You need to get out. Go hang out with some of our other friends. And there I met Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In this For moment. The first time, yep. Yeah, that I thought, 
I'm just going to, me and Bella, and in my mind, I'm like, all right, God, me and Bella got this. I'm going to finish my senior year. We're going to be good. And in walks. Yeah. God had yeah. other ideas. In walks Ben to my life. Just <laughs> waiting for you to surrender. Haley. Yes. See? <laughs> That's funny because, yeah, mine was a little different. I went there kind of like expecting to meet. My wife mm. at that college. I remember, you know, normal even, Christian college. Yeah. I'm gonna exactly. meet my wife. junior year. <laughs> like, my wife even prayed with my parents. Like, more than likely, I'm gonna find my wife here. Like, expecting that. But my journey there was different than yours too. Though, like each year, I was because my mindset was thinking marriage while I'm at college, which is also not. It's just different. But I was playing football there too. But I would always have a girlfriend and. But not just to have a girlfriend, but like thinking, okay, this could be my wife. Mm -hmm. But then usually I'd be like, no, this isn't going to be my wife. So I have to talk to her about it and be like, ah, this isn't going to work out because I just know I'm, you're not the person I'm going to marry. Mm -hmm. I try to do it the right way. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm like, man, I'm in too much of like a cycle like that. So I had like three or four girlfriends in that couple of years. And I'm like, all right. Kind of the similar prayer though. I'm like, God, I'm just... Same thing. I'm just committed on you. I'm not even going to be thinking about a girl this year. Yeah. Like at all. And then, mm -hmm. yes, same thing. Because it's early in that year. It was earlier in our so senior year. It was early year. in the year. It was like mm -hmm. the very beginning. It was like in October. Mm -hmm. And same thing. It was a night that we had a weekend to go hang out and stuff. And I, I remember, yeah, I walked in and I Weirdly, we like hugged each other. It was yeah. like, we like side hugged. Hey, yeah. well, just randomly. <laughs> well, we, it was like kind of a group and he had started hanging out with my friends. I knew a lot more people than she did. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, so. I kind of knew of this Ben Burr guy, but yeah. I yeah, I thought he was cute, but yeah. I didn't really know him. And then we like meet and it was just weird. It was like, oh, hey. And like, we just kind of side hugged and I was like, oh, that felt more than yeah. like, I, both, I just yeah. kind of knew we were. And then we ended up hanging out all night. Yep, talking, talking and, but even then in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I have my daughters at home. Yeah. I'm not playing games for yeah. one. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not just dating to date. And I knew he knew that, that too. She had a daughter. I knew of Haley. Same thing. She knew of me. Mm. Haley, she forgot to mention she was famous at our school though, in a sense, because we had <laughs> Sterling College television that was always being played like on the college channel. So I was yeah. kind of like, man, she's cute. <laughs> and, but I never like talked to her. And then when she was in there, I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. So yeah, I acted all confidence, yeah. but you know, yeah. I wasn't that confident. So we were drawn to each other, I mm -hmm. think, naturally. And then after that night, it was, well, you know, reached out on Facebook. Mm. And, you know, because now they call it sliding into your DMs. <laughs> This yeah. was like yeah. just this a Facebook is, message. Facebook was before that existed. Like, yeah. It was a Facebook message. Yeah. So. Probably poked you and everything. When yeah. that oh, remember? Oh, that's so weird. That was always weird, the yeah. poking thing. Yeah. I don't like that. That went away, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So. Um, I think I was the first one to. He reached out, yeah. and then it wasn't long. We started hanging out, and. I mean, we were both pretty open. He was with me on this, but I was very clear, like. Like right away. You know, I'm I'm not going to talk to you or really hang out or make this anything if I can't see it being long term. Mm. And he respected that and knew that. And I mm. didn't introduce him to Bella until we knew that. Okay, this is not just like yeah this for now mm -hmm. for sure. This could be long term. Um, and then I started seeing him interact with Bella. Mm. Yeah. And that was it for you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was it was so natural. It was like we were a family, yep. you know, like, I'm like, wow, he's stepping into this role 
And 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 it was strange at first, right? Because you're not married. We weren't, you yeah. know, not, you know, that's not God's plan for it to mm. be doing this with a kid, but I needed to see if he was there with me and and right. going to fill that fill that role. Yeah. So, I mean, those that's a huge reason I was just drawn to him. I mean, our personalities were drawn to each other, but then seeing him interact with her. Yeah. What was the moment for you, Ben, where you knew? I We've talked about this multiple times. I, th- I always think back. I think I, like, knew, like, I loved you and you were the one, like, I mean, it was everything was fast, actually. It was. If mm-hmm. we break down the timeline of it. But I, I remember, like, probably one of the second or third times hanging out, just because we were talking about everything, mm. like, right away. We like, were going be- deep right away. So good. Mm-hmm. Like, right away. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't a thing to just see how everything feels. Like, right. Yeah. There wasn't a need for that. Um, even though I was said, I'm not going to have a girlfriend. And then I'm like, yeah. man, I'm like, I think I love this girl and she has a kid. And, yeah. and then, then he was like, totally God was just over all of it because mm-hmm. it was like taking away those, those un- like a lot of those weird feelings and uncomfortable feelings. Mm-hmm. And there's still some of those. Like, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to tell my parents that I'm in love with a girl that has a kid. Like mm-hmm. I was yeah. brought up in like a awesome Christian home that that would never have been thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. they responded well to all that. Well, too. yeah, his parents are amazing. That was him putting that on himself. Yes. You know, right. that like, was me. Yeah, and they yeah. they were so great though. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was very. cool. I mean, it was. I didn't say I love you like right away. Right. He I would say things. I really I like you. Yes. You know, before. <laughs> yeah. But our timeline was we met in like October. Yeah. Introduced to my family at Christmas time. Wow. And then, and then right after that, I flew to Wisconsin because mm-hmm. we were in Kansas okay. at college. Yep, because yeah. I grew up in Kansas and um, flew at New Year's to meet his family. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. because we were like, we could potentially get engaged. Yeah, yeah. And we, we I need to meet his it. mom. Yeah, yeah. and um, and no doubt, like have, with Bella being there, like that was definitely a big part mm-hmm. of why we're like, yep. I don't want to just be a boyfriend girlfriend when, it, like, it almost felt like we we're already in marriage. Yeah, yeah. So, like in a weird way. So we're like, yeah, why would we wait? So then we were engaged by in July. Yeah. And then married in December. I yeah. love that you were about the business of marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. here's what marriage is for, and here's how serious I am about this covenant relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you got about the business of talking about the real stuff yeah. early yes. on. We can spend a lot of time talking about all of the, I, I like to call Feelings. it unicorns and rainbows. Yes. Yeah. And yet like, this is the business of marriage yeah. for you both. Like there was a family right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you knew the seriousness and you knew the depth of the commitment that you were making and I, I love how you really like approached it with like a fidelity from the beginning of I'm going to honor this institution of marriage by entering into conversations immediately yeah. Yeah. about it. And is this a possibility? Is there a potential for this? And then immediately like come in and like, all right, come to the family. Like we yeah. have to like check all the boxes of like, is, are we compatible? Does this work? Yeah. I love that. I, you know, I, I always encourage everyone, like, you know, make sure you have a friendship before you Mm -hmm. um, 
even think about marriage. And yet when you have an urgency, right? Mm -hmm. Like you had an urgency of here's my daughter. I need to provide a family for her, but not my own urgency, my own will, but God's. That I know at this point that I need to turn that over to God and let him guide that. And how quick he is (laughs) to respond. If you listen to the audience to the first um, uh, episode with my husband and I, uh, it was the same for us. It was literally, uh, well, God, like he, he just loves you so much. Like mm. I pray that you give me someone like that one day. And he yeah. was like, well, how about him? And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like, well, I, oh, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, well. And so I was like, God is that intentional when we release those yeah. things to him and then he, he makes it all mm. work out. Yeah, yes. I just, that alone. I mean, we can just stop right now. I, I know. mean, that's just beautiful. It is. Oh, <laughs> well, that is. And it's so true. Yeah, I love reliving that too because it does. It just puts puts that back into perspective. Right. Yeah. It's just all in there is this redemptive mm. story, but also this: Can I trust God to provide when I see I've been doing it my way yep. and I'm not finding the answers? There's too many yeah. loose ends, so I'm just going to give it to Him. And I think the fear is that you know, what if He doesn't? Right? Yeah. It's that doubt with God Himself that what if He doesn't want the best for me? What if He doesn't right. have the best intentions and purposes for me? What if I'm waiting and I miss my window? Mm-hmm. And the trust that when we enter into a trust with him in our relationship, it flows down into our marriage. And so when we get those things in the right order, it really does have a fruit and a flow and a momentum that we could not have generated ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I really think as you're talking that you both entered in setting the foundation for really living out the love and cherish in a marriage mm-hmm. in a way that I don't even know that you were aware of as you approached it, yeah. uh, right. that this really was setting just firm roots for uh, you basically cherished one another before you even found each other because of the commitment, because of the seriousness um, and how you approach the concept or the you know the institution of marriage itself yeah. Yeah. that already before you had seen each other's faces, there was already this commitment to cherish one another because a definition of cherish is um, to love um, in the highest and noblest form. Um, so the highest and noblest form of love that you can have for another person that comes to maturity to fruition uh, it's not it is not a bonding only of the physical, but of spiritual, emotional, and intellectual dimensions shared in common with the other. And Mm. so again, you guys are like, we didn't want to talk about, oh, you're cute and I like you and I have feelings. Like you were immediately on, let's talk about the spiritual impact of this. Let's talk about how emotionally this interaction happens and how this is going to play out. And then really you were like cognizant and intentional about here's this commitment we're making to one another. And so talk about now you're married, now you're following through. You have a unique challenge of mm-hmm. you're newlyweds, but yeah. you also have a young child, mm-hmm. right? That you're trying to parent as well. So it's like double whammy. <laughs> like we're newlyweds, but we're parents too, right? Yeah. And you, yeah. Haley, you know, you had some experience, but not in parenting together yeah. with another yeah. person. So talk to me about how this cherishing, how this growth um, played out in the days after the wedding. Yeah, yes. on the honeymoon while we have a kid. Yeah. The kid was uh, not, Bella was not with yeah. us on the okay. yeah. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, so it was unique yeah. in that we also felt an urge to not let Bella get too old before we had more children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually were only married three months okay. uh, when we got pregnant with our second child. 
It's so crazy. I like, I look back and I'm like, man, we were like, we were really confident that this is what God wanted us to do. But I look back at myself and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. You were a little crazy, (laughs) you know, really? Because we- It's the confidence of youth, right? Some of that was, I mean, I got, I was married at, we were married at, I was a 22. Yeah. So I had Bella and I was 20. So I was, you know, we both were young, but, um, like you said, we were setting the foundation, but we were also, you know, we we were doing life and we were doing it quickly. Yeah. So I got pregnant um, after we were married for three months with our daughter, Brielle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came with a whole new journey because I ended up having her when she was, tw- when I was 25 weeks pregnant mm. and she was a micro preemie. Mm. This was unexpected, sudden, middle of the night. And now you know, we're faced with this challenge of we didn't think she was even going to be here. She's two pounds. Is she going to live? Doctors yeah. are, and we're, we're not even married a year yet. Yeah. And so, so big, big first, huge trial. It was a huge, it was. And honestly, without his parents being there for us, like, you know, we have these pillars that we look to. They were our foundation. They held us and they, and they truly carried our faith. Yeah. They they were like, we're going to stand on God's promises for your family and um, for Brielle. And yeah. um, so they walked with us through that. And that was a huge yeah. building yeah, block our to faith. our faith and yeah. our marriage. Yeah. Um, because then we spent our first anniversary. She was in the NICU mm. um, doing better. But, you know, we she ended up being in the NICU for 100 days. 100 days, yeah. So we, that was our first year marriage. And then... Um, yeah, had our, we had our anniversary. I remember we went away yep. and she was in the hospital. In the hospital. So but she was doing, she was doing awesome. She was doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different So, one. so yeah, that's a, that a could be another podcast yeah. about how our faith grew in that. And also how it was challenging in the first year of marriage. Cause then we had Bella too. Mm-hmm. And it just took, it took, my mom was there for us. I mean, a lot of people were there for us yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. So how is it that you have made each other a priority in the midst? So I, you yeah. tell me you're 22 and there's just so much more like growth and maturity that we're doing. Uh, we're still in the midst of, oh. um, in Jewish tradition, they don't believe that you're fully grown and mature until you're 30. And so yeah. at 22 and with children, you mm-hmm. know, that stereotypical, your, your children having children, basically, mm-hmm. like you're still in the midst of growth and maturity on your own individually. But now you're talking about in the context of marriage and in the context of growing other humans. Yes. (laughs) How is it that you made, how were you able to make that a priority? Um, Were you always successful at that or were there some bumps along the way? Yeah, I would definitely say, so something about Ben and I is that we, we're very similar people. We're very passionate and outspoken and outgoing. We're the, we're the same Yes, which is awesome most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, and we've learned. But in those yeah. first years, especially, mm-hmm. we it was a hard dynamic because we we had a hard time. We we would speak things that were harsh to each other. Yeah, we would we would we'd say respond things, the same. We way. would respond the exact same ways. Mm-hmm. So we'd respond negatively. Yep. the same way. So mm-hmm. our communication during that, and just being able to prioritize each other it was hard yeah it was hard and ben was like in between jobs even and then finances were hard mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was like everything. Everything. It was yeah. everything. Yeah. And yeah. so it wasn't pretty. There, I mean, no. yeah, there was some explosive moments. And that was that was what our, I want to say, like arguments and fights in those early years always ended up being explosive. Mm. Because that's how, that's what we both knew. That's how we were wired. Push, 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 push each other until... Boom, and then we both are boom. Not physically pushing. No, each other. no, not physically, but, <laughs> yeah. but I mean like emotionally, yes. emotional oh, yeah. and mental yes. buttons. Yeah. Oh. You know the buttons. Yeah. Yes. So you're waiting. Who's and right for first. them. Yep, exactly. And we, me especially, but we were both had brought, we were laying foundations, but we did both bring things into the marriage mm-hmm. that we didn't know were going to yep. affect our marriage. Right. You know, we yes. talk about things that happened to us now. You know, and with the journey to wholeness and different concepts that yep. we didn't know about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we had brought things in that were surfacing. Yep. Yeah. Do you I, think oh of, my goodness. oh, I brought that in. Yeah. That's why and I react we, that way. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like how you package it up right now, 13 years. Yes. Right? <laughs> but tell me about like the... Tell me the nitty gritty. I'm quoting naturally, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me Love the nitty gritty. Yes. <laughs> Tell me like, how is it, like at what point, because I, I, I'm i very familiar with those passionate conversations mm-hmm. where, you know, they can get intense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're exhausted mm-hmm. from the emotion that erupts that you didn't even realize was there. And I think some of that comes with like, this expectation of like, yep. when we walk into marriage, this is how it's going to look. Like yep. we had a yeah. set idea of what it was going to look like. Definitely. And then you find out, ooh, there's some things that I have in me that are coming out mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how to navigate mm-hmm. them. So give me an example of like, at, where was the moment where you were like, stop, like we have to do this a different way. Yeah. Well, I will say... Hopefully you're okay with me. You probably have more of a remembrance of this. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> honestly, though, in my early years, because we were young, we had so much going on with little kids. Mm. I, it's sad to me, but sometimes I look back and I just see like, oh my gosh, I don't have like really vivid memories mm. because it's it was such a blur. There was a lot going on. But what I do know and what I do remember being a turning point, and this was something that had to do with expectations that we put on each other were when it came to our hobbies. When we got married. Yes. Um, we're just talking about this. We were. funny. Yeah. With our own family. Ben's <laughs> hobby that he loves. One of my hobbies. One of them is outdoors and hunting. Yeah. And I, um, my, I grew up, my dad was a hunter, but it was portrayed in a completely different way. Yeah. I never really saw my parents navigate it. My mom, frankly, was usually happy when my dad went, you know, yeah. and, and I, here I am with kids. And then he approaches me and says oh, I'm going this, this, and this day. Mm. Mm. Mm, yep. You're what? <laughs> and why have you already made plans? Why mm. have you not told me? Mm. And um, yep. this one time, actually, in, in particular, one of our really big fights, I'll just say that, was about him going on this annual trip that he had always done, yep. always done. Yep. Expectation, and, right? And mm-hmm. so he had this expectation that when I get married, I'll go on this trip when my kids are old enough, they'll go on the trip and it'll be so amazing. This trip impacted me. It's going to. And then when he told me he was going the first year we were married, I was like, you're what? Like you're leaving. Mm. You're, you're leaving. Like I felt abandoned. Mm. And I know that now I felt like 
you didn't ask me and I'm just here and my kids are here and Mm. and you're gone and I can't even contact you for a week. Right. And then that was, then happened even the second year Mm. and the third year. And I think it was like one of those, maybe three, four years in, it was a huge explosive fight. Yeah. Something was hit, I'm sure, in the way like, you know, and we were like, we can't do this. Right. We can't keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. And it probably surprised you because I think, you know, for audience listening, it's not necessarily that she um, was bitter and resentful toward his hobby. Right. It was the feeling of abandonment Mm -hmm. that you were struggling with that stemmed from your story. Yep. And so it was a moment of, I don't feel equipped. I don't feel yes. like I have all of the support I need. Yep. And this is telling my brain that, oh, it's happening again. Yep. yep. The last time, the big time that you felt like you were completely abandoned and left to handle things on your own. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, again, when we like dissect that a little bit, it's, well, I don't have an issue with you going and doing that and uh-huh. enjoying it. Yep. And and we can be a little confused by like, why did I even have like this big mm-hmm. moment? Because if uh, you would see Haley, you would know that she's a confident uh, woman who is very strong and, and determined and can do anything she puts her mind to on mm-hmm. her own. <laughs> and yet this moment would have been a vulnerable, fragile moment in which... Are we going to now enter in yep. and make an adjustment so that I communicate that you are my priority, that I love and cherish you, and I'm beside you, so that we can settle down that trauma, really, yeah. that you um, were carrying with you, um, and knowing that um, I'm doing this so that we can grow together because it's not because it's always going to be yep. this way. I'm sure that you take plenty of trips now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely but, learned. I was. I mean, that was the start of a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. But it was communication, but also yeah, the expectation factor. Again, if we would have had journey to wholeness pre-marriage stuff, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, that we didn't have anything. We don't like say that. that just to plug it. We're no. serious. Like yeah. we could have avoided some of these. There were some big yeah. things, things. We definitely. I mean, it's literally avoided. what the whole program stemmed from. It was yeah. we need to tell other people about these yes. things so they don't yes. have to struggle through yeah. those mm-hmm. moments. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, what you're describing right now is is exactly what cherishing is. It's creating a safe environment for another person so that mm-hmm. they can share their most intimate feelings and dreams, but also their fears and failures without like this fear of, well, you're just going to say, suck it up. You know, why are you struggling with this? I'm not that person, right? Right. And when we really love and cherish and consider one another, we pause to ask the questions of, okay, I know our intention for one another, but I see that there's something affecting you. And I'm not going to assume that you're trying to take something from me. I'm going to acknowledge that there's something that's at war within you. Mm -hmm. And because I love and cherish you, I want to bring peace for you. And so whatever that means today, I'm going to do that so that you can experience that knowing that if I invest the time right now, then we're going to get to do all the things that we both individually and want to do but then together get to do as well yeah for sure and and that just painted the picture of you know when I would tell Ben or get mad at him because he said he was going on a fishing trip or hunting it was like he felt like and I it would make him feel like and you can speak to this too you are taking a part of me Mm -hmm. you don't like this part of me this is me like he felt like I was robbing him Yep. of a huge piece of his life that right. he loved. Like, 
So I can't have both. And I can see now, like he was at a war. Like, so my wife doesn't like, I don't understand. Right. And so that was a huge thing, piece of like just being vulnerable mm-hmm. with each other and sitting down. And when the emotions are down and just being like, this is how this makes me feel. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I have to say, you make me feel abandoned when you want to do that. Yep. And mm-hmm. oh, so yes, everything you were describing that mm-hmm. that was happening. Those were the com- exact like you were yeah. there. I think yeah. <laughs> I was in the corner the of the room. <laughs> yes. and the thing about it is that it's not unique. We all have to work past like some of these narratives. Like so, even as you said, you know, you made me feel. You could have easily been been like, I didn't do anything. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do these things. So you're accusing me, and yet you have to hear your wife's voice in that. Here was the impact yeah. that this was having yeah. on her, not your intention. And so, can we calm down, like you said, Haley, yeah. and take a breath yeah. and explain those things to one another to reassure one another mm-hmm. and to build that foundation? Yeah. 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 yeah, but Ben, you tell me, like, what? Give me a, an example, of maybe something on your side where you're like, well, Haley's saying and doing this, and and uh, that doesn't make sense to me uh, because as we describe this right now, we're like, again, we're in hindsight, but in the midst of it, it can be really confusing and chaotic and and hurtful sometimes when we're filling in a narrative based on what we fear might be true or untrue in our relationship. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was more just for me, like, yeah, we we had to learn as we were going, as like almost like learning on the fly because we didn't realize how our expectations were. Mm. So I th- Sorry, I'm going to, because I know we've talked about this and I can tell it's not coming to your mind, but I used to shut down mm. when yeah, we no, would talk. I wasn't going to talk you about that, okay. no. Sorry. I was just going to talk about how like for me, it was just like really getting to that point about you, like, this is what, like what she said, this is what I'm feeling. Like you would have to say that. Mm-hmm. And like it, it took me a while to be like, you're right. I can't be mad about how you're feeling. Like that's, mm. those are your feelings. Like that's how you so feel. Good. And so once I got to the point to be like, okay, okay, this is what I want to do. Okay. I got, but I'm going to check in. I'm going to communicate and mm-hmm. see right. how, how do you feel if, if this would happen or if I do this mm-hmm. and like even just doing that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same thing, but because I would check with you first, see mm-hmm. how you feel. What do you feel if I did this? You're like, oh, you felt so good. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that. And then like learning that. Just, I mean, yes, yeah, so you hear always talk about communication, such a huge thing. Well, yeah, yes. it is. And I know we've always heard that, but it's like, it's so different when in the moment when you're having to do that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. When you talked about you would check out sometimes, that was kind of your thing. Mm. Was that frustrating for you, Ben? Yes. (laughs) That was kind of a thing for me where, yeah, I would get. Well, you know that I wanted, I checked out. She knew what to do. But I wanted him to come check on me. Yes. (laughs) So So that's like an expectation. Yes. When I retreat, you should pursue me. (laughs) He didn't know that. and, Mm. And that wasn't something that was modeled to him with his parents, you know, like, and I would shut down, but I, yeah, I wanted to be pursued and. That's a whole thing too of like right. I wanted him to pursue me and say no, babe. which I love pursuing you, but yeah, when it's <laughs> in different moments like. But that. when I wasn't respecting him in those moments, he wouldn't either. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's then where we just... have the similar personalities. So mm-hmm. if we're both feeling kind of something like that, we both wreck. Yeah. No, stubborn. It, it yeah. needs to be about me. Back to your mm-hmm. corners. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did my dad tell you 
when you first told them you wanted oh, to marry yeah. me? One of the very first, I mean, yeah, because we, we had those conversations early. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, are you, are you sure you want to <laughs> marry her? Actually, it was even before that. It was like, before marriage. <laughs> He's like, are you sure you want to be with her? Not just because she has a kid, but she's very, very stubborn. Yeah. Like she's like me, he said. <laughs> she is very stubborn. That's those are like one of some of the first words my dad spoke to. Yeah, him. thanks. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but we come back to that, man. Poppy, you're right, man. She is very stubborn. <laughs> but we're yeah, we're learning so much. Honestly, the last I would say seven, seven, eight years. It's been gradually. even if you break it down like two, three years. It's yeah. Been a jump. Yes. No. I'm saying like just little chunk by chunk. It's been big, mm-hmm. good jumps. Yeah. It was gradual, but then, yeah, probably just the last couple of years, I would say bigger jumps mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, helped you hit your stride? Oh, well, I, I don't, I, the sounds I mean, like, a lot the of sounds like you're here. making me say this, but <laughs> it's, but you're not, I promise. No. But like going through journey to wholeness and mm-hmm. like doing our timelines with each other and, and sh- being able to share. And then I'm like, oh, babe. Oh yeah, remember when like I remember this happened to me as a kid. Yeah. And that's why I'm responding to you when you do this to me. Mm. And then he's like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." But even now, like and he'll say, "Yeah, I you know, maybe the reason, you know, I was thinking I could go on all these trips and stuff well, my dad did that. Mm-hmm. My mom seemed fine." Mm. You know, yeah. and yeah. and just we we did so that was probably four years ago yeah. that we first did it, yeah. and we revisited it a lot now. Yeah. But I would say that mm-hmm. um, yeah. we went through a move together too around that time. Yeah, um, like moved our family, like houses, and transitioned. And transitions always bring challenges. They do, and yeah. and, and opportunities yeah. to mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. Yep, and I so I feel like it was right around that time when we moved from. Fremont to our house now Mm. that we really started, yeah, hitting our stride, like you said. Like, okay. We've gotten a lot deeper in our faith, but I mean, I feel like our faith's been growing a lot, but our faith journey together even more, Mm -hmm. like intentionally growing in our faith together. Yeah. I love how, um, and I think this just tells the story really of, you know, why is it that when we're at 13 or 15 or 20 years and we talk about these things, it's all tied up in a bow. And I, I do believe that the process that we go through in Journey to Wholeness helps heal like all of the past. Like when we have revealed to us, oh, here's the reason and here's the intention and here's like the thread yeah. that, that weaves through. It, it's like it provides closure it does. Um, and understanding, but also this growth of now I have eyes and a perspective to see these things moving forward. And they really do start to resolve themselves and heal themselves. Crazy. And we're like, how was that even a thing that we used to go through? <laughs> yep. And it's not at all anymore a trigger Mm -hmm. for me or something that I lean toward like wow like the whole science of how your brain actually Uh gets rewired and redirected just like scripture talks about Mm -hmm. right like scripture knew science before we knew the science and and it actually does happen that way and I think that's important to let our audience know who maybe you're in the thick of it and you're in the trenches right now and you're having all out like yell fest and you're like, is this ever, ever going to get better? Could we ever recover from all of these just tiny stings, like these accumulation Mm. of jabs that we take at each other and pushing each other's buttons? Like 
will we get to that place? And I think what we've tried to share in all of our episodes, it's really, it's it's getting through and, and wrestling um, through all of these hard moments that have brought you yeah. really to this place that you wouldn't have developed the muscle mm-hmm. or the depth if you didn't have hard things to yeah. have to face together yep. and to work through. Yeah. But I want to read yes. this um, a quote from Gary Thomas because I want to talk about this as well. It says, uh, through the biblical act of cherishing, we can empower our spouses to become who they are called by God to be and in the process to become more of who we are called to be creating a marriage that feels more precious, more connected, and more satisfying. So tell me now in in the aftermath of Journey to Wholeness in the last four years, now that we're not wrestling through the hard things and trying to figure out how to get this communication stuff right, how is it now that you're able to build that in one another so that you can see each other fulfill more of who God has called you mm-hmm. individually to be, yeah. but also as a married couple and as a family, because that's been your story from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love this yeah. because I think we are really in the midst of learning this, but also grasping it and living it out. Yeah. I know for me, I... Was I stayed at home with my kids for a chunk mm-hmm. and I've gradually gotten back to work. And this year is my first year. Well, last year I was full-time, but in a uh, as a teacher's aide, yeah. but in the process have gotten certifications and things. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a teacher with a full-time job. So I feel different mm-hmm. working, yeah. but also really good. Mm-hmm. Like I feel so She's good. She's rocking it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've, and so now I feel this freedom too of like, oh, well, I could do this. Oh, hey, we could do this together. And we really are each other's biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. Like, all right, well, let's pray about it. And if yeah. that's where you want to let, then let's do it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, that's where I personally, like, I just feel like we're really in the, in the midst of the Go get them, babe. Yeah. You got this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, empowering each other for to each be. Other, yeah. Definitely who, for each other, our family even more now because yeah. the kids are older. That's, that is what's cool about when the kids get older is just like yeah. they're on the team even more now. Mm-hmm. Like before it's like us and them or like always kind of helping them. Now, like we're a legit team. Mm. And that you know, is that's what, some of the stuff we talk about. Yep. And we have a... We have we have a family huddle every week weekend, mm-hmm. so we're like that's the team, and then we have to let them have their time to speak up, yeah, yeah, like, about what they're feeling, what they're going through, yep. Um, what do they want to add? Because you guys are a part of the whole team, mm-hmm. yeah. And that I feel like that has been a game changer for our family, big time. We implemented, and I I first called it a team meeting, but everyone didn't like to be called to a meeting. <laughs> no. So family we now huddle. we say it's like our Burr family huddle. Yeah. Yep. And we huddle every week before the week starts on Sunday. Can't and take all the credit for that. We kind no. of we're getting some of that from a Jefferson Bethke and their mm, yeah. um, their family. Yes. I mean, yeah, family on the go, family. Uh, yeah. They have all different resources. I mean, the but, thing I think of the most is that he lives in Hawaii. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They do yeah. a lot of that, like, and their yes. stuff is awesome. So yeah. it's definitely something to recommend for yeah. families, and especially families with ministry and in ministry. Mm, yeah. It's an awesome thing. But I feel like within that meeting, we do empower our kids. Yes. Like, what does your week look like? Yeah. What are you, what's a high and low or, that you experienced last week, and how are we going to change it this week? And, and what are you going to impact? And 
they pray for each other yeah. and they know what's going oh. on in each other's lives. And it's just really powerful. Mm. Just a simple family huddle. Sabbath. So that's our Sabbath and that's how we end our Sabbath, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Like we used to kind of be like, oh, we got to have family huddle. Now it's actually legitimately becoming like the highlight. Yeah. Like, and then hearing the kids pray. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the best gift ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you see, I, as you're talking, I, I just like, again, feel like, you know, from the get-go, you guys put the focus in the right direction and now you're seeing the fruit of that. Like, it's just from your overflow yeah. of how you have prioritized each other and your relationship and, and your communication with one another that has just been passed on uh, to your children. So tell me how you've seen maybe the change in who you started out being to who you are today and how really the fundamentals of your marriage have contributed to that. Mm. Yeah. From when we started, like I said, the vulnerability piece was a huge... That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... Definitely. We had a hard time being vulnerable and just really, truly letting each other know how we felt and communicating that and being afraid we're going to offend each other mm. in that. And and sometimes, and as you were talking like earlier, I had this thought of, you're right, God does heal mm. a lot. When we let ourselves experience yeah. what he has for us and that healing, even though that's hard to go back, mm -hmm. we forget. Sometimes it's hard for me to think about the ugly Yeah. And and not that we don't have ugly now, but the really ugly before we did Journey to Wholeness, sometimes it's hard for me to think about that um, because God has healed so much yeah. in that. But um, so now the communication compared to being um, not vulnerable, not open with each other, now I see that in my kids yeah. and they're, the willingness to talk to us about anything mm -hmm. and everything. Sometimes the questions though, that you get from teenagers, I don't know. They make you sick to your stomach. You're like, oh, I don't want to answer this. <laughs> and then I just fix my face. But were you thankful? But then I'm thankful because yeah. I'm like, you know what? If Ben and I weren't vulnerable with each other, yeah. one, yes, our kids, we try to do it in front of the kids too. Yes, yeah. We try to live, okay. like let them see the good, the bad, the ugly, us working it out. Yes. Yeah. And so then they see that. And then even like, I'm okay with my daughter coming to me and kind of, I don't say for lack of a better words, calling me out mm -hmm. for something that I did. And maybe we need to resolve, mm -hmm. yeah. her and I do. So I see that playing out because we, we're like open books with each other, Ben and I are, and we tend to do it in front of the kids. And now that's spilling over yeah. into the, the kids. Yeah, the vulnerability was, I mean, yeah, once we were like not keeping our struggles in. Mm -hmm. And that was, a, that was a big thing for me probably just because, it wasn't that it was a wrong thing. I just didn't see that. I, like I said, I had an awesome family growing up, very yeah. strong family. But like that was, I think even something passed on to them, mm. who, what they were by, like their parents. So my grandparents, they never talked about their struggles with each other. Mm. Knowing now my parents did, but I just didn't see right. that as much until I got older. Right. But I, you know, go back to what I saw mainly when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once we were able to say, this is what I'm struggling with rather than holding on to it. Because that was a lot of it too. It was, yes. I was, I would hold on to stuff. Can't show that weakness, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The man can't do that. I think I remember too, like one time you being like, I just, I, you were so ashamed to to say something to me and you were like 
weeping. And then I started weeping with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt so sad that you were sad that you couldn't share with me. Like, I remember just a couple moments where like... My expectation was that you were going to be mad. Yes. And then you weren't. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. (laughs) I I love that you're bringing this up because it's like the expectations we have for our own roles in the marriage. So it's not necessarily always what we expect of the other person, but the expectations and maybe they're unrealistic or the high bar I hold for myself that this is who I think my spouse wants me to be. So I'm trying my hardest to fulfill that role. And have we actually had a conversation about like, is this what you're looking for from Mm -hmm. me? Right. Mm -hmm. And that often comes from, like you said, it comes from our family of origin in that, well, this is the role that I was raised to fill and that I was taught to be. And so I just made this assumption when we got married that I should bring that into our marriage because you would want that from me too, right? Except we didn't ever verbalize that. Just talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And not even realizing, well, we had this expectation even for ourselves in this role. And why am I frustrated and disappointed? And now I'm getting short or or like isolating from you. And and you're over here like, what's happening? Just talk to me, right? And we have to be aware of what is it like you both said what is it we're coming into the marriage with and and being okay with this is the relationship in which in genesis 2 god says we're going to be naked and unashamed which means that we have to face some of the shames and expectations and the failures Mm. and the fears that we have so that we can live in the fullness and the abundance of of the garden, right? Because yep. marriage really uh, exemplifies the perfection of unity with God in the garden, <laughs> and and the the abundance that we can experience, and the acceptance that we can experience, and the support we can experience, and the growth, and the true love and cherishing that God has for us. Yeah. But we experience that with another person. What a oh. great yep. and amazing gift big time if we can get past the hard stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure when you experience it you're like oh why why did it take that long to get there but you right. just said okay it makes so much sense it's like simple stuff yeah but it's, it's difficult yeah it's, it's very practical yep. right mm-hmm. we have these ideas of what we want it to look like mm-hmm. but we still have to scale the wall to get there yeah. a yeah. bit yeah. and then it's exactly why we sit here going oh my goodness you guys like yes. everything we're telling you go do it yes. like <laughs> before like if you're about to get married go do this now yes. because it'll save you heartache and grief yes. and then you get to this side and this yep. side is great it is. and we want to encourage you in the hard stuff we've been there too you can yep. do it yeah. right yep like really to encourage others yep And even now, I will say, we still have conversations. Even last week, I think it was before our family huddle, I said I was getting overwhelmed because I knew we had a little busier week and I could feel it. And and then now our conversations look like, okay, babe, I just need you to know um, that these are some things I would expect from you this week Mm. to help me because I'm Mm. feeling really, I'm already feeling anxious about this week. So can you do these things for me this Mm -hmm. week? Versus not saying anything. Right. Earlier, me would have not said anything yeah. and then been mad that he didn't do right. yeah. XYZ, clean yeah. the house, do the laundry. Right. Or do it all yourself and yeah. be the martyr. Or, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then and, get mad and, after that. Yes. Yeah, at some point you end up getting mad. So, so that, that's how it looks different. <laughs> yes. Right. Like I, it's, we still struggle with some pray, expectations. Like, prayer, I mean, prayer has been a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. we've been praying together a lot more and as a family and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breathe and pray. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. But it's really full circle yeah. in that you started with prayer. Yes. And now after going through the hard stuff and learning a lot and growing, you know that prayer is where we started. Prayer yeah. is where we need to start yep. because when we set our eyes in the right place, it's going to overflow into all the yeah. other yes. areas of our life. That is so true. So we're going to wrap up, but yeah. tell me, tell the audience, when you think of how it is that you cherish and love your spouse, what is like the advice that you would give to a husband or a wife out there who's like, how do I implement this? Give me one thing that I can do that'll start us on the road to really loving and cherishing one another. Yeah. Do you want to start? <laughs> no, I will. Okay. okay. Usually I can answer after you because it makes me think a little more. <laughs> okay. So um, it's simple. You hear it a lot. Talk less, listen more yeah. in the moments. And I'm, you know, we're talking to a wide variety of people, different personalities than both Ben and I. You might be a, more of a stuffer and you don't, maybe you already don't talk, but maybe you don't listen when you mm. don't talk, mm. you know? Very good. And so yes. I would say listen yeah. and truly and and we've even in the last couple of years, like think about we've been working like I want you to truly and we're trying to put ourselves in each other's yeah, shoes. Now because we know each other's story, we can so kind good. of do that better. So truly work towards putting yourself in your spouse's shoes. Yeah. Not always about yourself, stopping and listening. Yeah. So good. Definitely. I mean, I would add just on to that, like with empathy, but also just like truly. Saying like, because my weakness was like not saying, hey, what do you need help with? Mm. And now it is like, what do you need help with? Mm. Oh, that's what a game changer. What are you thinking about? Mm. What are you struggling with? Like, slow down. Yeah, slow down. Have those moments. That's the thing. You got to be intentional about it. So right. be intentional of just like truly thinking like, hey, what what can I help you with? Mm -hmm. I love it, that. that yeah. Honestly, yeah. that can change things. If you, mm -hmm. either spouse, yeah. or if you're going the other marriage, one. How can I help you? Yeah. What can I do for what you? What can today? I do for you? Ooh, that's the most cherishing mm. question. It, it is. took me a while to get there. Ever, but. Right. It is. That yeah. is how you cherish each other. Yeah. yeah. And how important it is for us to be aware of what our own needs are yeah. and what our desires are and to be, as you both yeah. have touched on, to be vulnerable enough to say, here is what I'm struggling with today yeah. and I could use your help on. Here are the things I had hoped for. Yeah. And I'm going to take the risk of actually letting you know and mm -hmm. trusting yeah. that you're going to reciprocate and you're going to join yeah. me in that and, and try to do your best to get that with me right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, so good. Well, thank you awesome. so much, you guys. I loved having you on and hearing your story and thank you for the wisdom that you have shared with our audience. Um, I just want everyone out there to know that loving and cherishing one another is like the the sweet spot of all of these vows, of all the things that we've talked about to date. Some of them can be really hard, but this one, this one is the one that really tops the cake in the benefit that you can enjoy and receive that is God-given and available to each of you in your marriage. Well, we hope you listen to us next week and the following weeks as we start to wrap up this series on our marriage and relationship series. Thank you for listening today. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, share it, uh, like it, um, let them know about the whole podcast and that uh, there's some information and uh, practical ideas and help for them as well. Thanks. Thanks.
Thanks for joining us for our relationship series. Do you have a question you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, the number two, wholeness.org. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at j2 underscore wholeness. The Whole Podcast is a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to equip you to face life's challenges. For more information about online resources, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats, visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org.